Naughty John, Naughty John, does his work with his apron on, cuts your throat and takes your bones, sells them off for a couple of stones. Hello and welcome to episode 202 of Under the Cull of MS. This is going to be a basketful of MS style episode, a bunch of MS and health stories. So get ready, and we will have a variety of health news and things for you to listen to coming up. Okay, I'm doing some new little MS health segments. These will just be little add-ons that I can throw in with little health tips or whatever for people with multiple sclerosis or whatever you're dealing with if you want a healthier lifestyle or anything like that. They're out by looking at how to keep our brains healthy. You can sit there and make sure you got a neurologist. That's number one because they're the brain doctor. They can let you look at it and tell you if there's any type of damage or anything like that. The neurologist is the type of doctor that focuses on the nervous system, including the brain. If you have MS, a neurologist may help. Monitor your progression of your condition. Assess how well your treatment plan is working. Recommend changes to your treatment plan. When needed, share information about new and experimental treatments. If you don't have a neurologist, consider asking your doctor for a referral. Use DMTs, disease-modifying therapies. DMTs are a group of medications that have been developed to slow the progression of MS. DMTs may help. Prevent the growth of lesions on your brain and spinal cord. And reduce the frequency and severity of relapses. And possibly lower your risk of disability by putting stuff off so you don't end up having so many relapses earlier in your life, uh, your doctor can help you learn about different type of DMTs. There's tons of different ones out there. Look into the benefits and the downsides of each one. See which one you feel most comfortable with. You got pill form, you got needle forms, you got uh, the infusion style. I know there is something with some type of Um, airborne, not airborne, but uh, nasal style. I don't know if anything ever came of that. That was a while back that I read something on it. But cognitive rehabilitation, you should take part in if you can get access to it. It involves the use of memory or learning exercises to improve your cognitive functioning. These exercises might help improve your memory, your learning, your attention. Possibly help with some speech issues. Uh, If you're interested in trying cognitive rehabilitation, ask your doctor for a referral to a neuropsychologist or other specialist that offers the treatment. You can hook you up with any type of specialist that does any of these things. Just work with your PCP and see if they can find someone that's good for you. Do as many mentally stimulating activities as you can. Uh, Taking part in mentally stimulating activities may increase your brain volume and build your cognitive reserves. This might help protect you from memory loss and other cognitive changes. To give your brain a good workout, consider making time in your schedule to beat crossword puzzles, Sudoku puzzles, or other word or number games. Uh, Play card games, board games, charades, or other social games. Uh, Video games have been found to be very helpful cognitive-wise. Read books, magazines, or other materials. And then you can be like me, and after you read them, you can do a podcast talking about them, and that will help you with your speech and cognitive issues. It's all fine. Uh, Write diary entries, short stories, or poetry. Paint, sculpt, or create other works of art. 
play a musical instrument. And a lot of those things are things you could adapt with a podcast. Excuse me. Got the damn scratchy throat thing. I just cannot get rid of it. It's been around for a couple of weeks. I don't know what's going on with it, but annoying. Drinking water, stuff, just nothing really seems to help it. Exercise, regular physical activity is important for overall health, including your brain health. Exercise may help preserve or increase your brain volume, improve your cognitive processing speed, improve your memory, reduce fatigue, lower risk of depression. If you have symptoms that make it harder to exercise, your doctor may refer you to a physiotherapist or a basic physical therapist also with can help you with a lot of things. Uh, they can help you develop an exer- exercise plan that's safe for you. And they can hook you up with stuff like exercise bands and things like that if you need them. Basically, to and water is a key factor to every part of your body's health, especially your brain. But protect the health of your brain. It's important to follow your doctor's recommended treatment plan for your MS, and then depending on your condition, they might recommend disease-modifying therapies, cognitive rehabilitation therapy, or other treatments. Taking part in mentally stimulating activities might also benefit your brain and your cognitive functioning. Practicing healthy lifestyle habits, including regular exercise, is good for your overall well-being and may also help protect your brain health. Take those into consideration. And let's see where we're at here. We'll leave that at this, and we'll get back to you with another episode in the future. Time for another MS Health segment. Let's look at some foods that are good for your lungs. Beets and beet greens contain compounds that optimize lung function. They're rich in nitrates, which have been shown to benefit lung function and help relax blood vessels, reduce blood pressure, optimize your oxygen intake. Beets are just good all around, but they taste like crap, so... (laughs) I like to sit there and chop them up, dice them up, throw them into like a meatloaf or something that kind of can cover up the taste. That way you get the benefits, plus you get the something that tastes decent along t- along with it. But I love throwing a variety of things into like a meatloaf. It's nice and simple. Just throw some pota- diced potatoes, some diced beets, some... Chopped up beet greens if you want, uh, onions, garlic. Uh, you can make a pretty healthy meatloaf. I like using turkey meat with it, ground turkey meat. Sometimes I'll do a 50-50, part turkey, part pork, or part ham- uh, hamburger. Some beef. See what, have. See what you got in the freezer, throw it together. Throw some goodies in there and you're good to go. I usually make a couple of them at a time. Make them, make them both each a little bit different, and that way you can just cut slices off them and have them have it to eat all week long or whatever. Peppers are among the richest sources of vitamin C. Uh, and powerful, they act as a powerful antioxidant in your body. Getting enough vitamin C is especially important. For those who smoke, take that into consideration if you're one of those people that used to be. Sweet red pepper, a medium-sized sweet red pepper delivers 169% of the recommended intake for vitamin C. That's pretty, pretty good. And if you want to use sweet red peppers and stuff, 
slice them with a slice of red pepper and a green pepper and get yourself some chopped steak and onion chop that up throw it all together some fajita mix get yourself some small taco shells and they're set right there for a meal eat fajitas all day get yourself some sour cream and salsa on the side if you need your guacamole different types of hot sauces hot peppers are always good for the body uh, apples have have been showing that eating regularly may help promote lung function Apple intake has also been linked to a lower risk of asthma and lung cancer. Maybe due to the high concentration of antioxidants in apples, including flavonoids and vitamin C. Pumpkin is great for you, and it's a great substitute in a lot of recipes. But the brightly colored flesh of pumpkins contains a variety of lung health Promoting plant compounds, they're especially rich in carotenoids, including beta-carotene, lutein, and xanthin, all of which have powerful antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties. I know I took lutein for a while, I'll probably get back on it, but it's good for eye health too, I know. Studies show that having higher blood levels of carotene Carotenoids is associated with better lung function in both older and younger populations. So take that into consideration. Turmeric is often used to promote overall health due to its potent antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects. Curcumin, the main active component in turmeric, may especially benef- be beneficial for supporting lung function. Hard thing to Deal with taste-wise, so you can consider getting it in pill form, or if you're into, like, curries and stuff like that, which I was so looking forward to trying, and then once I tried a curry, it's like, nah, I don't need this ever again. <laughs> Tomatoes and tomato products are among the richest dietary sources of lycopene, a carotenoid antioxidant that has been associated with improved lung health. Consuming tomato products has been shown to reduce airway inflammation in people with asthma and improve lung function in people with COPD. Those are things to take into consideration. Blueberries are loaded with nutrients, and their consumption has been associated with a number of health benefits, including protecting and preserving lung functions. They're a rich source of anthocyanins, including melvidin, Cyanidin, pionidin, delphinidin, and petunidin. <laughs> no idea what any of that shit means. <laughs> they are definitely good for you. And I've talked about them many times in many forms, anti-inflammatory health and stuff like that. Their powerful pigment pigments have been shown to protect lung tissue from oxidative damage. Green tea is a beverage that has impressive effects on health. Uh, Well, it's epigallocatechingallate, EGCG, which I've seen EGCG, but never heard the word spelled out before, is a catechin concentrate in green tea and it boasts antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties and has been shown to inhibit fibrosis and scarring or scarring of tissues. So take that into consideration. Instead of drinking coffee every now and then, throw green tea in there once or twice a week. Red cabbage is an affordable and rich source of Anthocyanins, these plant pigments give red cabbage its vivid color. Anthocyanin intake has been linked to a reduced decline in lung function. What's more, cabbage is packed with fiber. Studies show that people who consume more fiber have better lung function than those who consume low amounts. Edamame. Beans contain compounds called isoflavonoids, 
isoflavones diet diets rich in isoflavones have been associated with a reduced risk of numerous diseases including COPD and olive oil consuming it may help protect against respiratory conditions like asthma olive oil is a concentrated source of anti-inflammatory antioxidants including polyphenols phenols and vitamin E, which are responsible for its powerful health benefits. It was found that those who had high olive oil intake had a reduced risk of asthma. The Mediterranean diet, which is rich in olive oil, has been shown to benefit lung function in smokers as well as people with COPD and asthma. So, um, there are things to take into consideration. You shouldn't be smoking anyways if you're got MS anymore because it's just going to increase your inflammation. And I can say that because I smoked up three packs a day since I was about 13 years old. I was stupid enough to start up and then I smoked into my early 30s, I believe. I'm not sure exactly. I, I stupidly never wrote down my quit date and I really wish I would have. I just know it was at a dart tournament for our bar that I was running, and it was an all-day, all-night-long tournament. We were, after, like, I don't know, 15 hours, I was, like, burnt out. So I had to head home, and no one else was leaving, so I said screw it and walked home from Coascom to my house, which is basically a good... I a good 10 miles when I lived out in the boonies. And halfway home, I was by a train track, and I just took what was left of my pack of cigarettes and just threw it and quit cold turkey and never smoked again. I don't miss it. I did. I have had a few cigars, like out at a bonfire and stuff, but I didn't inhale anymore. But they just tasted like shit, so I just ended up using them for lighting fireworks or whatever and then tossing the rest of it in them. But yeah, I don't miss it at all anymore. I, you think about it when you have those rough mornings and you're drinking your coffee or something. Or, yeah. Don't miss it. There's better things and healthier things to in your body out there. Actually give you better benefits. And effects. Oysters are loaded with nutrients that are essential to lung health, including zinc, Selenium, B vitamins, and copper. I love canned oysters, smoked oysters. Uh, anytime I have a good sporting event or anything, I'll have a can of smoked oysters with my drink. It just goes perfectly. Oysters are, are an excellent source of B vitamins and zinc, nutrients that are Especially important for people who smoke, so take that into consideration too. Smoking depletes certain B vitamins, including B12, which is concentrated in oysters. Many MSers have a B12 deficiency, so you take that into consideration also. Yogurt is rich in calcium, potassium, phosphorus, and selenium. According to research, these nutrients may help boost lung function and protect against COPD risks. Uh, a study in Japanese adults found that higher intakes of calcium, phosphorus, potassium, and selenium were associated with increased lung function markers. Uh, Brazil nuts are amongst, are amongst the richest sources of selenium that you can eat. A single Brazil nut may contain over 150% of the recommended intake of this important nutrient. So concentrations vary significantly depending on the growing conditions. Studies show that high selenium intake may help protect against lung cancer, improve respiratory function in people with asthma, and enhance antioxidant defenses and immune function, which may help improve lung health. 
Research shows that coffee intake may help improve lung function and protect against respiratory diseases. For example, caffeine acts as a vasodilator, vasodilator, meaning it helps open blood vessels and it may help reduce symptoms in people with asthma, at least in the short term. Swiss chard is a dark leafy green that's high in magnesium. And magnesium helps protect against inflammation, and it helps bronchioles, tiny airways inside your lungs, stay relaxed, preventing airway restriction. Barley is a nutritious whole grain that's high in fiber. High-fiber diets rich in whole grains have been shown to have a protective effect on lung function and may reduce the risk of mortality from lung-related diseases. Yeah, anchovies (laughs) are tiny fish that are packed with anti-inflammatory omega-3 fats, as well as other lung health-promoting nutrients like selenium, calcium, and iron. Uh, Consuming omega-3-rich diet may help reduce symptoms in people with asthma. Lentils are high in many nutrients that help support lung function, including magnesium, iron, copper, and potassium. The Mediterranean diet, which has been associated with promoting lung health, is high in legumes like lentils. Cacao and cacao products like dark chocolate are high in flavonoid antioxidants and contain a compound called theobromine which helps relax the airways in the lungs. And cocoa intake has been associated with a lower risk of allergic respiratory symptoms and may help protect against lung cancer. Basically, consuming a diet high in nutritious, nutritious foods and beverages is a smart way to support and protect lung health. Coffee, dark leafy greens, fatty fish, peppers, tomatoes, olive oil, oysters, Blueberries and pumpkin are just some examples of foods and drinks that have been shown to benefit lung function. So try incorporating a few of those foods and beverages into your diet to help you support your health of your lungs. Other than that, have a great day. And we'll get back to you soon. Time for another MS Health segment. Let's look at some exercises that are especially good for your obliques. Basically, the things that run along the sides of your core and are important for rotational movements, bending from side to side, and protecting your spine. As we know, we us MSers got many of us have spinal issues, spinal deterioration or lesions or whatever you want to call it that we deal with. So it's good to protect it, give it that extra muscular coating. One of my favorite exercises from DDP, which I felt did a lot of help to me while I was doing it. Let's get all scratchy again. All right. It's called the bird dog in here, but I forget what DDP calls it, but it's basically, uh, it works your lats and glutes. How you do it is start on all fours with your hands in line with your shoulders and knees in line with your hips. Inhale, brace your core, and reach your right arm and left leg straight out. They're both parallel to the ground. Now, to start out with this, I suggest doing that and then swapping sides, just holding it for what you're comfortable with, and just do that for like a week to get used to that. And then once you got that, once you're more comfortable with that, your knee's not hurting from kneeling on it and stuff like that, because that's what my biggest problem was my wrist and my knees 
would get extra painful just because of inflammation and stuff like that, I'm sure. But after you do it for a while, you get loosened up and you can hold it longer, and that's a good thing. But once you got that down pat, then you can ensure that your lower back stays stable and flat and your hips stay square to the ground. And then exhale and return to start and repeat with the left arm and right leg. I mean, that's how you should do that fully. And then once you have it down, you can sit there and like pull your right arm in and your left knee in and kind of like touch elbow to knee or as, get as close as you can. Going to your elbow to knee. Oh, hey, telemark your time. Donathan, Alaska. Let's see who this is. Hello. Thanks for calling. You're live on the air, Mr. Telemarketer. What can we do for you? Come on, you're live on the air. We don't like that air. Tell us what you want. <laughs> I love that. They hang up every time. He started to talk, and then he hung up. <clears throat> uh, these telemarketers, they're just never going to learn. Either do that or mention the word terrorist, and they go running to. But yeah, bring your elbow and your knee, opposite elbow and knee. As close together as possible, and then put it straight back, put them both straight back out. Do that like five times each side and build that up. And that's a really good, good workout for flexibility and helps out with a lot of body issues. Uh, the heel, heel tap. This one, you basically lie on your back on the ground with your knees bent and feet flat. Arms should be down on your sides with palms facing up or down, your preference, whatever you're more comfortable with. Inhale and use your core to lift your head and upper, upper back off the ground. Reach down to your left side, tapping your heel with your left hand. Think of this movement as a side crunch. And resist the urge to lift your upper body further off the ground. And then return to center, center, and then repeat on the right side. You have the side plank, which this one can be pretty hard on the knees. So if you got knee issues, you might not want to try this, but lie on the ground on your left side. Come up onto your hand or forearm, supporting your upper body. Kind of like having your whole body straight at like a a slight angle, bend your knees at a 45 degree angle and stack your right leg on top of your left. You can also extend your legs and stack your feet if you have the strength, which can be pretty hard. But your body should form a straight line from either head to knee or head to toe, whichever setup you choose. Keeping your feet touching, use the obliques. Pull your right hip towards the sky, allowing your right arm to rest on your side or extend overhead. Hold here for the desired amount of time, whatever you can handle, and switch sides. Side plank with a reach under. Basically lie on the ground on your left side. Come up onto your hand or forearm, supporting your upper body. Bend your knees at a 45-degree angle and stack your right leg on top of your left. Keeping your feet touching, use the obliques to pull your right hip towards the sky. Extend your left arm overhead. Inhale and reach your hand down and under the left side of your body adding in that little twist as you do it, and then return your arm overhead and repeat. And then do it on both sides, of course. You don't want to just work one side if, unless you're not able to. Some of us don't have accessibility to half our side or one arm or one leg or maybe missing a limb. So... Do what you can to make it best for your uh, ability. Crossbody mountain climber. Basically start in a high plank position. 
but with your glutes slightly higher than they would be in that position, wrists are under your shoulders and your neck is neutral. Drive your left knee forward towards your right elbow, keeping the rest of your body stationary. And then return to start, then repeat with the right leg. Do as many reps as you can. Bicycle crunch. Basically lie on the ground on your back, bringing your legs to tabletop position. Bend your elbows and place your hands behind your head. Using your core, lift your head, neck, and shoulders off the ground and bring your right elbow to your left knee. Straightening your right leg. Release slightly and twist to the other side, bending your right leg and straightening your left leg and bending your right, your left elbow to your right knee <laughs> and then back and forth. Standing core stabilizer. This is more my, <laughs> my uh, level. <laughs> Stand straight with your feet about shoulder width apart and bring your arms straight out in front of you, hands touching. Brace your core and begin to twist your upper body to the left, leading with your hands and allowing the right toe to pivot in response. Your gaze should follow this movement. Return to center and repeat for the desired number of reps, then repeat on the right side. A lot of these are great if you're a golfer. Get you that swing flexibility going and strengthen up your swing uh, we got the wide side crunch which basically take a wide stance with your toes pointed out sink into a squat position and lift your arms out to the sides with your elbows bent at a 90 degree angle staying in the squat position bend at your side taking your right elbow toward your right knee return to center and crunch to the left you got a standing knee tuck extension. Basically stand with your feet wider than shoulder width apart and your toes pointed outward. Bend your elbows and put your hands behind your head. Brace your core and bend sideways at the waist, bringing your knee up and your elbow down simultaneously. Return to center and repeat on the other side. You got a walking lunge with rotation, as you can actually do while you're walking if you want. Start standing straight with your feet together and your arms out in front of you. Elbows bent at a 90, 90 degree angle. Lunge forward with your left leg until your thigh reaches parallel. Twist your torso over your left thigh to hit the oblique. Return to standing and twisting your torso back to center. And step forward with your right leg and repeat repeat the movement. Then you can take these. Those are the more milder routine forms of them. And now you can increase them if you want. Uh, it's nice to take a couple of these exercises and do like three sets of 10 to 12 or reps and just Build yourself a nice little routine so you get a little variety. But side plank rotation. Assume a high plank position with shoulders in line with wrist and your neck neutral. Place your feet right next to each other. Lift your right hand off the ground and begin to rotate into a side plank position. Opening your torso to the room. Your right arm should follow your body remaining extended. Pause here and then return to high plank, repeating on the other side. Got hip dips, get into a forearm plank position, basically planking. Bracing your core, rotate your body to the right, dropping your right hip as close to the floor as it will go. And then return to center, repeating on the other side. Got windshield wipers where you lie on your back flat on the ground and your legs in the tabletop position. Your arms should be out perpendicular to your body. Bracing your core, slowly allow your knees to fall to the right. Maintaining control all the way down. 
Otherwise, stop when you feel your upper back coming off the ground. Return to start, then repeat on the other side. The wood chop, where you grab a dumbbell and hold it by each end to the right side of your body. Squat down slightly and rotate your trunk to the right. Stand up and keep, keep your arms extended. Swing the dumbbell up and across your body in a controlled motion by twisting your torso to the left. Then pivot on your right toe as you go, bringing the dumbbell to end over your left shoulder. Then return to the starting position. Do the desired number of reps, then repeat on the other side. Oblique side bends, or you stand straight and hold the dumbbell in one hand at your side. Your feet should be close together, but not touching. Bracing your core, bend sideways at the waist, allowing the dumbbell to drop down towards the floor. Using your oblique, pull yourself back to start, repeating for the desired number of reps. Repeat on the other side. The Russian twist. Sit on, a, on the floor with your knees bent and feet flat on the floor. Lean back and lift your feet off the ground, balancing on your tailbone. Extend your arms and twist your torso, allowing your arms to drop to your right side. And then twist back, dropping to the left. A lunge rotation and added weights. Complete this lunge the same way you would without weight and hold a dumbbell out in front of you with your arms extended, twisting as you go. Medicine ball side toss. Basically grab a medicine ball and position yourself three to four feet away from a solid wall. Turn so your right side is facing the wall. Hold the medicine ball with both hands at the side of your left hip. Squat down slightly, twist your torso, and propel the ball towards the wall, extending your arms as you go. Catch the ball, twist your torso back to center, lower the ball back to hip level, and immediately toss it again. Eat for the desired number of reps, then switch sides. You got the oblique crunch. Or you sit on the ground with your knees bent and feet flat on the ground. Roll onto your left hip at a 45 degree angle. Bracing yourself on your left forearm. Lift your feet and knees off the ground and put your right hand behind your head. Crunch up, bringing your lower body and upper body to meet. Release back to start and repeat for the desired number of reps. Repeat on the other side. Goes on. Do it whatever you're comfortable with. You get the single arm toe crunch, toe touch, where you lie on your back with your legs out in front of you and your arms at your sides. Bracing your core, lift your right arm and left leg, twisting to tap, tap your left foot with your right hand. Release back down and repeat with your left and right leg. And a lot of these you could easily modify for chair workouts if you wanted now if you want to get into more advanced stuff do the single leg plank side plank where you get into a side plank position on your feet then lift the top leg supporting your weight on the bottom leg spider-man crunch where you get into a high plank position bend your knee and pull it out to your side bringing your knee to your elbow repeat on the other side a lot of these are things that you'll see modified versions of in DDP yoga if you ever try it. Hanging windshield wiper. Basically take your... Oh, no, that doesn't make sense. You'll basically complete a standard windshield wiper, but instead you'll be hanging from a bar and your legs will be extended. That's going to be a little hard. <laughs> Uh, you got landmine rotations where you position yourself in front of a barbell in a landmine attachment, which I don't know what that means. 
Grab the end of the barbell with both hands overlapping. Keeping your arms extended, move the barbell to your right hip, twisting your torso to meet it. Bending the knees slightly and keeping the arms straight, rotate your torso, bringing the barbell up and over to the left. Pivot your feet to make this move smooth. Repeat alternating sides until reaching the desired number of reps. The TRX oblique rollout. Start kneeling in front of the TRX bands, adjusting them to appropriate length. Hold one handle with each band, straightening your arms. Slowly begin to drop your chest, driving your arms out to one side. Lower down as far as you go while keeping your spine neutral. And return to center, then drop to the other side. I don't know, I don't, I'm not going to talk about these TRX ones because how many people actually got the TRX band anyways and you got the Russian twist with weights where you hold the dumbbell by each end completing the move with extended arms basically whether you're a beginner or advanced exerciser there's an oblique exercise for you so check some out see if they help you at all and keep that monster in check and we'll talk to you again soon Time for another MS Health segment. Let's look at some easy no prep recipes for days when you're just too damn sore, too damn tired, don't want to deal deal with shit. Uh, if you want to figure out some good things to have on hand, healthy things in your household to start with, so you can if you need them, you got them. You could have proteins like smoked salmon, beans like chickpeas or hummus, black beans, cannellini beans, pinto beans, rotisserie chicken, turkey or fish burgers, eggs, tofu, block shredded or, or crumbled cheeses, uh, starches like whole wheat bread and breadcrumbs, frozen corn, Instant brown rice, frozen enoche, made with wheat or veggies like cauliflower or sweet potato, uh, pre-made whole wheat pizza crust, non-flatbreads and pitas, quick cooking pasta like angel hair, tortellini, or shells. Like I said, they got a lot of pre-made veggie pastas now and stuff that I talked about a while back. Fruits and veggies like baby carrots and other pre-sliced veggies like bell peppers or zucchini. I disagree with this. I heard baby carrots have absolutely no nutrients. Get carrot chips or cut your own carrots up small. But yeah, baby carrots, I, I heard they don't have nothing. They're just garbage. Uh, frozen veggies like peas, carrots, spinach, and green beans I've mentioned before. Frozen fruits and veggies, they're flash frozen from as we pull them out of the fields. So take advantage of it instead of buying fresh stuff that's been sitting around and their nutrients are breaking down. Unless you can get nice, good, fresh stuff that's hasn't been picked too long ago. But peas, carrots, spinach, and green beans, frozen veggie spirals like zucchini and butternut squash. Uh, baked greens like kale, spinach, romaine, baked slaw with cabbage, carrot or broccoli, canned and dried fruits, berries. Just watch what kind of sodium intakes and stuff if you're buying canned stuff. Uh, easy flavor additions like mustard, mayo, olive oil, vinegars like balsamic, red wine, and white wine, I say apple cider too. I, I don't know why that's not on the list. Dried herbs and spices, grated Parmesan cheese. I disagree with that too. I mentioned in the past that pre-grated Parmesan cheese can have a huge amount of cardboard in it. <laughs> and you think you're eating Parmesan, but you're eating cardboard. So get yourself a nice block of Parmesan cheese. They last forever. And when you're ready, shred it up or shred it up ahead of time, the whole thing or just part of it. 
it's not that hard to just have a little hand hand grater and pull the block out and just grate a little bit on top of your pasta or whatever when you need it. But yeah, I suggest buying block, not grated. Salsa. It's also a flavor, easy flavor addition. But once you got these those ingredients on hand, you're ready to try a bunch of different meals that are easy to whip together so you don't have to deal with a bunch of stress, a lot, lot of heat with cooking and all that stuff. Uh, salads like a Tuscan tuna and white bean salad. Uh, you can do an apple salad with chicken and cherries. You can make a Mexican salad, just a variety of Mexican items thrown together. Get yourself an avocado and stuff, some nice fresh tomatoes. Uh, soups, you can do like a chilled cucumber melon soup. 15-minute uh, miso soup with greens and tofu. Uh, Five-ingredient black bean soup, which I'm getting ready to do a black bean soup here. This week, uh, they do have these nice pre-seasoned black beans that you can just eat as a side dish for a meal. But uh, they also have a nice recipe on them where you take, I believe it's two cans of the seasoned black beans. You smash one of the cans to give it that extra soupiness. A uh, can of... Uh, I can't remember. It was just, I think it might be diced tomatoes. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to look at the recipe, see if I can find it. But they do just look for the Bush's black beans, I believe is what it was. And they're pre-seasoned, but they have a little, re usually got little recipes with them. And I'll try out that soup and I'll let you know how it goes. And I'll let you know more about the recipe when I, once I try that. Some meaty main dishes that you can toss together. Uh, you can do like a char charcuterie board. Basically a variety of things on a, on a plate. Just basically a tray of meats, cheeses, some dried apricots, grapes, whole wheat crackers, hummus, stuff like that. Uh, you can do... A, Herb tuna and heirloom tomatoes. Tuna's great with tomatoes. You can slice cucumbers up and make little cucumber boats for your tuna and stuff like that. That's always good. Smoked salmon and peas with creamy gnocchi, 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 whatever, however the hell you say this. Basically those balled up pasta noodles. That's something simple. Uh, anyway, you know what you, you could know do so many different meats and sauce and anything. Just toss it together, throw it in the microwave, good to go. As long as you got some pre-cooked, ready-to-go stuff for you. A sheet pan turkey sausage and vegetables. That's always simple. Just sausage and vegetables or sausage and sauerkraut. Just throw it in a the eight by nine pan and toss it in the oven and let it cook. That and slow cooker meals, they're just so nice. Just throw it together, set it and forget it. Balsamic crock pot roast and all these things. You can just type those names into your computer search thing. If you don't, can't figure out what to throw together for yourself, but they, they, you'll find the recipes by just punching those names in. Easy chicken euros. And it's, it's some pre-sliced pre -sliced pitas, crumbled feta. That, I don't, actually, I don't like the feta. I'd rather just have the pita, the tzatziki, the red onion, and the chicken. And I, I don't, that, Feta cheese, I don't know why, I just can't stand it. Meatless main dishes. If you're going the meatless route, you got pesto capri grilled cheese, which, I don't know, grilled cheese is good by itself with tomato soup. 
<sighs> Zucchini noodles with beans, feta, and lemon. Can make a flatbread veggie pizza. Spicy uh, chickpea wraps with spinach and avocado. Loaded veggie nach nachos. And basically, there's tons of things you can make, but I don't consider all these simple meals for stress, high stress days and stuff where you don't want to spend time cooking and stuff. There's easier routes to go. You can just make a big old salad with chunks of meat, whatever veggies you want with it. I like the whole garbage thing where you just pull out all the leftovers, just people build their own whatever's from the leftovers i i usually like to have at least three days worth of leftovers built up and then i'll just lay it all out on the counter and say make yourself a plate it's just it's nice that way it's like on the days i feel all right enough to cook i'll sit there and cook and i usually make enough they have leftovers or be able to freeze half of it or whatever. It's like if I make a batch of chili, I'll make, I'll freeze at least in two tubs that will be good for two more meals. And then I'll have the rest in for leftovers for the rest of the week. But yep. Try any of those out. Try those ideas. See if you can come up with your own good recipes. And keep the monster in check. And we'll get back to you soon. All right, time for another MS health segment. Let's see. Let's talk about men and sexual dysfunction. <laughs> That's always a happy thing to talk about. Why MS can cause sexual dysfunction in men and what we can do about it. Basically, it's a common issue for people with multiple sclerosis to have a Detrimental impact on all people, but that can have a detrimental impact on all people. Most common complaint of sexual dysfunction in men with MS are erectile dysfunction, the inability to achieve or maintain an erection sufficient for penetrative, penetrative intercourse or to reach Climax. I can't talk today. I think I got verbal dysfunction going here. Ejaculatory dysfunction. The inability to efficiently ejaculate during orgasm. Orgasmic dysfunction. Anergasmia. Inability or difficulty reaching orgasm. Reduced libido, diminished desire for sex or arousal to a touch or visual stimulus. Premature ejaculation, climaxing too rapidly for sexual satisfaction. Basically, most healthcare providers will point to three categories when discussing the reasons behind sexual dysfunction. That is primary dysfunction refers to the neurological or nervous system, system lesions of MS that can contribute to issues such as loss of sensation and erectile dysfunction. This can occur due to the effects of MS on the pathways in the brain and spine. Some medications used in treating MS can impair sexual function due to effects on the brain or spine. There's secondary dysfunction, which includes non-sexual changes, such as fatigue, pain, and bladder or bowel dysfunction. Medications used in the treatment of MS can cause side effects that may cause secondary dysfunction. There's tertiary dysfunction, points to emotional and psychological concerns, such as depression, anxiety, and relationship difficulties. Even though MS can be relapsing and remitting, the emotional issues can be a problem even when the disease is in remission. 
So you gotta watch out for those things. Some steps that we can take to try and improve sexual function. And basically, number one, check with your doctor and just make sure they all know what's up. I got my urologist and all that stuff that keeps me up to date on things. Sometimes gets a little too excited. <laughs> and he's checking me out and telling me things. But yeah, help you with some medications and some other ideas and concepts and things you can do. But it can be also counteractive with some other medications you have. So a lot of us that are on heart-related medications and stuff can't be on other medications that may help with certain sexual dysfunctions. Start by talking to your primary care provider and your neurologist and urologist about your issues, your experience, and all three of them can help you out or refer you to someone that may be able to help you out with things. Focus on heart-healthy eating, of course. Uh, they promote things like the Mediterranean-style diet the American Heart Association's Healthy Eating Plan. Check out any of my healthy food segments. We talk about all the good, all the foods that are good for you. And it's all pretty much common sense. Outside aisles. <laughs> Just walk the outside of your grocery store. Stay away from all the center aisles unless there's something you absolutely need to pick up. Just stick with the outside aisles. You're pretty much going to have the healthier items, but get moving. Exercise helps to keep weight managed, improve your fatigue, and aid overall mental health. So, Exercise with MS can be a challenge, but there's ways to get around them and ways to, you can do sit-down exercise, bed exercises, whatever, just to start getting yourself motivating. Once you can, if you're able to, and get yourself up to maybe walking, running, biking, or swimming. Swimming's probably one of the best if you have access to a pool. That and yoga would probably be the perfect layout for anybody, along with walking, of course. And but Focus on pelvic floor health. Uh, the muscles in your pelvic floor are the key to success. For maintaining erections, ejaculation, and sensation of orgasm, muscles can become weak due to MS lesions in the spine. These important muscles contract to hold the blood in the shaft of the penis to maintain erection, improving your ability to sustain an erection and decreasing episodes of premature ejaculation. Strong pelvic floor muscles will also contribute to improved sensation of orgasm which is a plus. Pelvic floor physical therapy is an effective way to learn to strengthen and improve pelvic floor function and overall pelvic health, including sexual function. It's like uh, the name of its uh, lost right now in my head, but uh, basically when you do Kegels, the Kegel exercises are great for the pelvic floor muscle. Basically, they using the muscles you use to hold your bladder in and release your bladder and just work those muscles. You can do them anywhere, anytime, any part of the day. And you can be talking to someone. You can be sitting at a desk. You can be hiking. You can do whatever. It doesn't matter. You can work those muscles while you're doing just about anything. They're good to help strengthen them throughout the day whenever you think about it. Do a few squeezes and holds and build up that muscle if you can. Plan ahead. Fatigue can be a major factor with sexual intimacy for those with MS. So planning ahead for a sexual encounter can help you pace your day's activity. To conserve energy, thinking about intimacy may also improve desire and boost your sex drive. Or you can spend your whole day planning it and thinking about it. 
and then be shot down by your signal. <laughs> they ended up wasting the whole day <laughs> hoping that you're gonna get something. <laughs> uh, know your medication options. There's lots of medications out there that have side effects. So taking advantage of all non-medication interventions prior to requesting a prescription is usually the best route. But uh, see what the what side effects are with those medications and keep an eye out for it. Basically, a healthy sex life has benefits that encompass the emotional, social, and physical aspects of life. If your symptoms of MS are making intimacy challenging for you, know that there are strategies that can help. Hopefully, seeking knowledge and care when necessary is the first step towards a more fulfilling sex life. Talk to your group of practitioners and see what they can do for you. Keep the monster in check, and we will get back to you with more news in the future. All right, it's time for another MS Health segment. Today, let's talk about the benefits of a nice, hot, dark, black cup of coffee. Not a creamy, crappy, filled, sugary coffee. Coffee, hot chocolate, iced, fancy drink thingy. I'm talking just your basic cup of coffee here, boys and girls. A cup of coffee can improve your energy levels and make you smarter. It blocks an inhibitory neurotransmitter in your brain, which causes a stimulant effect. This improves energy levels, mood, and various aspects of brain function. Several studies show that caffeine can increase fat burning and boost your metabolic metabolic rate. Metabolic. Caffeine can increase adrenaline levels and release fatty acids from your fat tissues. It also leads to significant improvements in physical performance. Except if you overdo it, you're going to get the jitters. So don't be amping yourself up and taking 10 cups of it. You don't need more than two or three cups of coffee. And that's plenty for a day. Uh, coffee contains several important nutrients, including riboflavin, pan- pantothenic acid, manganese, potassium, magnesium, and niacin. And when you're having those cu- one to three cups of coffee, that doesn't mean 64-ounce cups, 30-ounce <laughs> cups either. <laughs> I'm talking your standard 12-ounce. 8 ounce, 6 ounce. <laughs> Several observational studies show that coffee drinkers have a much lower risk of type 2 diabetes, a serious condition that affects millions of people worldwide. But if you drink those iced coffees, those crappy sugary coffees, the ones that are just basically like drinking a cup of sugar, it's not going to help your diabetes at all. So just learn to live with standard black coffee. Coffee drinkers have a much lower risk of getting Alzheimer's disease, which is a leading cause of dementia worldwide. And coffee is a diuretic, so don't consider it your water intake, even though it has water in there every cup of coffee. You should drink three cups of water to replenish your body's loss of water from it being a diuretic, so take that into consideration. Coffee drinkers have up to a 60% lower risk of getting Parkinson's disease, the second most common neurogenerative disorder. Coffee drinkers have a much lower risk of cirrhosis, which is caused by several diseases that affect the liver. Ant my coffee. Coffee appears to lower your risk of developing depression and may dramatically reduce suicide risk. 
Oh, my coffee. I got to find out what coffee they're drinking. <laughs> uh, these things aren't being helped on my side. <laughs> I drink my cup of coffee every day. Or I'm going to start drinking too, I guess. Liver and colorectal cancer are third and fourth leading causes of cancer death worldwide. Coffee drinkers have a lower risk of both. As we know, if you listen to my colonoscopy episodes at all, you know that <laughs> my bum, my poof shoots pretty clean. <laughs> Uh, coffee may cause mild increases in blood pressure, which usually diminish over time. And coffee drinkers do not have an increased risk of heart disease and have a slightly lower risk of stroke. Several studies show that coffee drinkers live longer and have a lower risk of premature death. Coffee is rich in powerful antioxidants, and many people get more antioxidants from coffee than from fruits and veggies combined. Basically, coffee is a highly popular beverage around the globe that boasts a number of impressive health benefits. Not only can your daily cup of joe help you feel more energized, burn fat, and improve physical performance, it may also lower your risk of several conditions, such as type 2 diabetes, cancer, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's disease. In fact, coffee may even boost longevity if you enjoy its taste and tolerate its caffeine content. Don't hesitate to pour yourself up or more throughout the day. Yeah, yeah, I'm at that. Go back and forth. I'll be doing fine. All of a sudden, it just starts tasting like shit, and I gotta switch over to tea for a while. It's good to swap them out. Give a little different, something different once in a while. But yeah, keep the monster in check. Give yourself a big black cup of coffee and enjoy your day. And we'll get back to you with more stuff in the near future.